Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Just a Physician, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and listen to new episodes out every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh my gosh, you guys, I meant to take a 15-minute nap right before filming this episode, and somehow it turned into a three-hour nap. I don't know how it happened. I was having wild dreams, and somehow I managed to sleep through and then turn off my alarm without registering it in my sleep. I don't know how that happens. It's kind of been happening regularly this week, and I'm kind of over it. I wish my body could just catch up with sleep. But anyway, I am here to film and record the episode. A little groggy, but good. And I apologize, this episode does not have a video portion to it because I just rolled out of bed. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? We'll spare everyone having to see me in my post-nap gloriness. Anyway, this episode is not going to be focused on personal stories or mental health or interviews like a lot of my other podcast episodes are. It is the return of answering your guys' skincare questions. These are some of my most enjoyable podcast episodes to record just because I love being able to see what you guys are interested in learning about in the skincare world, what product recommendations you guys would like, what issues you're having with your skin that I can hopefully help with, and you guys have submitted questions for me to respond to, so I'm really excited to get into them and hopefully give you some recommendations that will be able to help your skin, but I want to say that all the products that I'm talking about in today's video I keep saying video. I keep thinking that I'm filming a video for this, but it's just recording the episode. Oh, I'm such in like filming YouTube video mode. In this episode, um, I will be talking about a bunch of different products that you can find at the link in my bio for any of my social media pages. Um, If you do feel like scouting out some of these, searching for any of these products, if you want to do a little bit of shopping on your own. So feel free to reference that. But without further ado, let's just jump into the skincare questions that you guys have submitted. So the first question is from Nova. They asked, what are your thoughts on using the CeraVe AMP moisturizer with SPF 30 as a sunscreen? So they're referring to the CeraVe moisturizer that has SPF 30 in it. And here's the thing, when it comes to me, as long as you are wearing a sunscreen every day, I will be happy. I will be relatively satisfied because at least you are making an effort to protect your skin from the sun. But let me tell you why I'm not a huge fan of moisturizers that have sunscreen screen formulations in them. In general, when it comes to the amount of sunscreen that you're supposed to be applying to, applying to your skin every day, you need a lot. So I usually use about a quarter to a quarter and a half size amount across my face, neck, ears, and hands every single day when applying and reapplying sunscreen. That's a pretty freaking generous amount of sunscreen and it's because that's typically the amount that sunscreen labs will use when developing what the SPF rating is. So in order to get like the full SPF 30 or the full SPF 50 protection level for your skin, you need to be using relatively that much product on your skin. But for most people, you're not going to be using that much moisturizer on your face. I sure as hell add like don't. I use like maybe like a pea to blueberry size amount of moisturizer on my skin, but then I go in heavy with a sunscreen afterwards. And if your moisturizer has a sunscreen in it, you likely aren't going to be using like the full quarter to quarter and a half size amount across your face, ears, hands, and neck. And so 
that automatically means that the SPF rating you're going to be getting, that level of SPF protection is going to be significantly less than what you could be getting with a standalone sunscreen. So that's why I always recommend a sunscreen. If anything, I recommend dedis dedicated sunscreen products even more so than a moisturizer because most sunscreen products out there already have moisturizing ingredients and agents that will work to moisturize your skin while giving you that sun protection rather than using a moisturizer that happens to have sunscreen ingredients in it. I don't know if that makes sense, but Basically, I just want you to get the most sunscreen protection you can possibly get, and that will come by using a dedicated SPF product that has SPF 30 or SPF 50. And if you want recommendations for some of my favorite ones, I have a whole dedicated YouTube video of the best sunscreens of 2022 that you guys have really enjoyed. Um, and I've been loving seeing how much you guys have enjoyed the sunscreens that I recommended. So feel free to go check out that video. I, off the top of my head, would recommend the Korean sunscreen, the Cynic SPF 50 gel sunscreen. It's such a wonderful wonderful formula that feels really nice and light on the skin with absolutely no white cast. Or there is even like the Hero Cosmetics SPF 30 sunscreen that has a little bit of green tint to it to offset any redness that you might be experiencing on the skin and in my opinion like the best drugstore sunscreen out there but feel free to check out that video for all of my full sunscreen recommendations. But yeah I would say stick with those over a sunscreen moisturizer if you can. Casey asked, I have really dry, flaky skin, but I still get spots on my cheeks. What do you recommend I use? So I say it really depends on the type of spots that you're referring to. Are you referring to dry spots or are you referring to spots like hyperpigmentation, dark spots on your skin? Because either one will need very different answers. I'd say if you you know, do have dry, flaky skin, but you are finding that certain areas of your face do experience flakiness and dryness more. I honestly really recommend slugging using a petrolatum based product like the CeraVe Healing Ointment or Aquaphor overnight or during the day on top of your moisturizer on those specific patchy areas to make sure that no additional water is escaping your skin and potentially contributing to that like dryness and all the flakes that you experience. Um, that is one of the best ways of ensuring that you really are moisturizing that area and protecting it from getting any drier. And I'll be honest, like slugging looks real greasy on the skin. It's not necessarily the most like aesthetic appearance, which is why I personally like doing it overnight. But depending on how many spots you have on your face, I think it might not be that noticeable throughout the day. So definitely try out slugging one of those two products. I talk about them in my videos all the time. However, if you are experiencing dark spots like hyperpigmentation, then that's really where I recommend retinol, vitamin C, any ingredient that helps to brighten hyperpigmentation in the skin. In my opinion, retinol and vitamin C are like two of the most powerful ones you can find out there. Um, I would recommend the Selfless by Hiram, retinol and rainbow algae repair serum because we specifically formulated that with acne scars and hyperpigmentation in mind to help get rid of those. There's incredible brightening agents in the formula um, that will help to gently um, but powerfully lift that uneven pigment uh, in your skin that is creating those dark spots or if you want to stick to like a traditional vitamin c serum there's so many options out there um off the top of my head the peter thomas roth vitamin c serum is one of the most powerful and transformative ones i have used although it is very pricey it is not a cheap vitamin c sun, uh, serum by any means so if you want a little bit more affordable one there's plenty of drugstore ones out there i'd say just opt for 
uh, fragrance-free versions if you can and one that come ones that come in closed containers so it doesn't go bad really quickly but yeah I would say either of those will help with any dark spots that you might be experiencing or want to get rid of Brooklyn asked best product for dark under eye bags so this one is a really tricky one because there are so many factors at play but I'm just going to tell you right off the bat if you have eye bags I'm just going to be honest, not many skincare products are going to be able to help with that. And even if there are some skincare products that you see go really viral on TikTok that give this really magical transformative effect where the eye bag disappears, it likely looks pretty iffy in person and it does not give the satisfying transformation that you see in those viral videos. When it comes to under eye bags, those are largely influenced by our sleep patterns, by genetics, lifestyle behaviors like what we eat, how much water we drink, stress levels, and a skincare product alone really isn't going to do much for eye bags. And I say this because I personally do experience genetic under eye bags. They're just more prominent. They make me look like I haven't gotten as much sleep, which I will be honest, I don't get the most amount of sleep that I should be getting. I have been perpetually underslept for like half of my life. So it's probably due to that, but a skincare product really isn't going to do anything for that. And that's where like a corrective surgery or something like filler would be able to help with that if you are interested in that. But as far as dark circles under your eyes that's where like kind of like what I was talking about before a retinol product a vitamin c product can be really beneficial um one of my favorite ones that kind of gives like an instantaneous brightening effect to the under eye area is the first aid beauty niacinamide eye cream it has like a tint to it and kind of reflective sheen to it that helps to offset any of the darkness that you might be seeing on your under eye area and just gives a nice like instantaneous brightening effect that makes you look more well rested and just gives the under eye a nice appearance but if you're something that if you're wanting something that's like more transformative in the long route the peter thomas roth vitamin c eye serum is my tried and true my favorite it's pricey the most expensive skincare product i have in my entire collection but that was the one where within a few days i was like oh my gosh my under eye is brightening so much with no sensitivity no irritation and it, it works wonders. So I highly recommend that one. Or the Inkyless Retinol Eye Cream is a great option if you're wanting to utilize retinol to help brighten any of that darkness that you're experiencing without breaking the bank. So that's kind of the long-winded response. Under eye bags, not really much you can do. I'd say just make sure you're getting enough sleep, you're eating healthy, you have good lifestyle habits. Uh, dark under eye circles, same thing. Make sure you have good lifestyle habits as well. But those ingredients can be really beneficial for you. Rama asked, mid-30s, I use tretinoin on my face. Ooh, nice prescription. Very fancy. That's that's great. Um, what retinol for my neck? So the neck can be a very sensitive area of the face. I know personally for me, my neck does not tolerate the same products that my face does. And I have to be very careful about what I use on my neck because it will be hello to breakout city hello to redness overload it's just gonna be fucking miserable and uh the neck can just be a very touchy area she's a little bit sensitive so you want to be careful and i'd say if you do want to use a retinol on your neck use the most gentle retinol formula you can find i'm talking like way less than one percent retinol in it and personally the most gentle form of retinol I've been able to find is the selfless by Hiram one. I've never seen a retinol that has a lower percentage than the selfless one, but any 
retinol products out there that is just very low percentage, very gentle, doesn't include irritating ingredients like fragrance or denatured alcohol is the best route to go to make sure that you're helping with some of, you know, maybe fighting off premature aging on your neck area um, or helping with any, you know, like darkness or pigmentation that might be in that area as well. And definitely going to be, I would say, a better option than tretinoin because while tretinoin is very powerful and gives you like the best results, it is very intense and not suitable for the more sensitive neck area. So I hope that's able to help. Brittany asked, should you double cleanse even in the morning and even if you don't wear makeup? So this is a really good question. I think I answered this in a pre like a similar question in a previous episode. So I will always recommend that everyone double cleanses because so many people are like, oh, I don't wear makeup. So I don't think I need to double cleanse. I can just use a cleanser. And here's the thing. You don't need to double cleanse, but a cleanser alone does a really good job of gently removing like sebum dirt and oil on your skin but it has a harder time getting through things like sunscreen heavier um, sebum on the face and makeup and if you are a true skincare junkie you'll be wearing sunscreen every day so it's important that you're properly getting off that sunscreen and the kind of way I position it to help people understand a little bit more is like look You don't want your entire routine to not be as effective as it could be simply because your cleanser wasn't able to fully remove your sunscreen or wasn't able to fully remove your makeup. If there's still a layer of sebum or sunscreen on your face that's preventing the rest of your products from working, then you're kind of just you know, throwing the money down the drain that you spent on the other products. And for me, that's why I really like double cleansing because it ensures that I'm getting the full benefits of each product that I'm going to be using afterwards. And the great thing is that this is not like it was five years ago where the only cleansing balm products out there were like super bougie and super expensive. There's so many affordable ones now, like the um, Elf cleansing balm that I reviewed in my Elf 60 second review that I posted on YouTube and on TikTok. Um, That one's a really great option. Um, There's the Notorium purple ginseng ginseng cleansing balm. I always do that with ginseng or ginseng. Ugh, I always butcher the pronunciation. I'm ashamed of myself. But that's a really good one if you want like a little bit more luxury as well. Um, the Bad Habit Beauty Acai Cleansing Balm, if they're still selling that. I actually don't know if that product is still being sold, but that's a great one. Um, there's so many affordable ones out there. I'd say just make sure you avoid the ingredient polyethylene uh, because it's not the most sustainable ingredient. But most cleansing balms I found out there don't have polyethylene in them now. And yeah, um, just I'd say... Go for a good cleansing balm. Use it as the first step. It's a really quick and easy process, and it really will just help to make sure that you're properly cleansing and getting the full scale of benefits to your skin. Is it totally necessary? Do you have to do it? Absolutely not. Like, totally up to you, and I always say the more simple a routine, the better, but I definitely think that's one of those non-negotiable steps that I always have to have in my routine. Ooh, this is a great question. Is it really important to have a water filter on your faucet? You know, this is something that I've looked into a little bit because I spend a lot of time in Colorado and in Colorado, um, the water is very hard, which means it will have a harsher impact on your skin, on your teeth. The mineral deposits in it um, are just more intense uh, for your body to be able to handle. And I'd say like, if you are able to find a water filter for your faucet, like go for it. I don't know a lot about the data or the science when it comes to like how hard water can really impact your skin, but I can't imagine that it is too great. And I feel like 
getting a water filter is never going to be a bad thing. So definitely try it out. I think the challenge I've always had is that all the water filters that they sell for like bathroom sinks, they never fit on my faucets. The ones that I have, they, they never work on them. So I'm unfortunately not able to get the benefits of using like a, a filter for the water, but if you can, I feel like you should definitely try it. I don't think there's any need to spend like a lot of money um, on it. And, you know, always be, you know, careful with the amount of money that you're spending um, when it comes to stuff like this, where there's not necessarily a lot of research. But like, if you can, and if that's something you're interested in, I'd say go for it because sometimes harsh water can be, you know, really intense on certain people's skin and on their bodies. And I would say you don't want that accidentally contributing to any skin problems you might be experiencing right now. So try it out and let me know. Mary asked, can I use a hyaluronic acid moisturizer with your PM serums? And I think she's referring to the Selfless by Hiram nighttime serums, like the Mandelic Acid Serum, the Retinol Rainbow Algae Serum. And uh, yes, absolutely. I think that's great. Um, none of the products in the Selfless by Hiram range have hyaluronic acid because we wanted to make sure that they were would be well tolerated by people who have any sensitivity to hyaluronic acid um, or live in really dry climates where hyaluronic acid could accidentally dehydrate your skin even more. But if you've had a positive experience with hyaluronic acid and you don't live like in a super dry environment, absolutely go for it. That will really help with the mix of ingredients and how it's helping your skin and definitely help you to retain even more hydration overnight that will, you know, help to moisturize your skin. So absolutely like go for it. Whatever your favorite moisturizer is, it will pair well with all of the um, serums that we have in the Selfless by Hiram range. So use whatever is, you know, near and dear to your heart and just go for it. Aditya, which I recognize your name. You do ask a lot of questions um, for my YouTube videos and for this podcast. So thank you so much for submitting a question. Um, you asked, what do you think of Glow by Ramon Sunstick by Beauty of Joseon? So Beauty of Joseon has one of the best sunscreens I've ever used, which is their like a cream a lightweight sunscreen. I've talked about it in so many videos. I've traveled the world with it. That sunscreen is always with me and I've gotten so many of my friends to get really hooked on it. But the sunstick has been going really viral online and I actually haven't tried it yet and I really want to. If I remember right, it doesn't have USA chemical sunscreen ingredients, which is always kind of like my uh, conflict with sunscreen sticks. <laughs> I tend to not really enjoy them because they do have chemical filters that I don't like, but it is a Korean sunscreen. And I saw in the description of the product that it has like a rice powder that helps to absorb any oil. Um, and so I have to try it. So I'm actually going to be trying it in a TikTok um, and reviewing it for you guys to see if it's like actually worth the hype. So stay tuned. Follow me on TikTok if you haven't already um, to see what my kind of review and response to uh the hype around that product is because I'm really really stoked to try it oh my gosh this is such a good question I'm so glad someone asked this um Antonio asked do we need to stay changing our routines according to your new best cleanser sunscreen videos etc and this this comment really warms my heart um because Here's the thing. I create the videos that I do to help anyone out there who is looking for a new product for their routine, anyone who's looking for, say, a better cleanser, a better moisturizer, a better sunscreen, people who are brand new to the skincare world that are really interested in building a new routine and want the best of the best. 
By no means, though, are my videos any pressure or expectation for you to go out and buy new products every single time. I think the amazing thing about the skincare world is that we get to test out and try so many products and see which ones we really fall in love with. And that will be different for everyone. And I think the majority of people out there have a skincare routine that they're like, yeah, you know, I like it. It's good. Does what I need it to do. But not everyone out there is able to have products that they truly love and they're like oh my gosh this product is my favorite thing ever I will use it forever and if you have found those products that you've really fallen in love with stick with that routine listen to your skin go with what your skin is really enjoying and seeing benefits from more so than any of my recommendations my goal is always to help guide you to the best products that can work for your skin and then you can take it from there and continue using those products for as long as you can and as long as you want. Please do not feel any pressure to have to go out and buy any new products because I found new ones that I would recommend to you guys or I love. The goal with skincare is always to find that solid routine that you can use for as long as you can. And if you found that amazing. If you haven't, then I hope my videos can be a good resource to help you kind of navigate the skincare world a little better and find those, you know, um, products that you have a cult following for. Um, but yeah, please, please don't feel pressure. I never want my videos to contribute to kind of like a hyper consumeristic attitude of like, oh, I need to buy this and I need to buy this and I want to try this new thing. Um, because that, that's not what, I want to promote and that's not, I, I don't want to be pushing you guys to feel like you have to buy a bunch of new products. It's just there as an option in case you are interested, but that's a very sweet question. Um, so thank you for, you know, asking that. Uh, and I, I hope that provided clarity, but yeah, please, please go according to what your wallet is telling you, what your budget is telling you, what your skin is telling you. Um, and at the end of the day, I hope my videos can just be a helpful resource. This is a great, a little bit more advanced skincare question. Um, they asked, what should you mix with tretinoin and what shouldn't you mix with it? So <laughs> I would say just in general, it's probably not a good idea to mix any active ingredients with tretinoin. I'd say the only thing that you want to combine with tretinoin is a good, simple moisturizer that will help to make sure your skin is properly moisturized overnight when you use it, and that's it. Tretinoin addresses all types of damage um, in the skin, and it's a really powerful ingredient, which means it may not be the most friendly with other active ingredients, and you don't want to overdo it on your skin where it can cause over sensitivity, over exfoliation, redness, reactions, which can be very easy if say you're using like a another treatment serum alongside tretinoin and I get how it's tempting like you want to try out new products but I'd say whenever you are using tretinoin like if it's like once a week twice a week make sure during those nights you aren't mixing the product with anything else just stick with that serum stick with a good moisturizer afterwards and then use the other nights in the week to try out, say, the other exfoliating ingredients or the other treatment serums or, um, you know, hyperpigmentation targeting serums, whatever they may be. Um, I just always say it's better to be safe than sorry because you don't want to accidentally mix it with something that will cause a reaction in your skin that you're working to get rid of for a year because it's just it's not worth it. So keep it simple when it comes to the tretinoin game. Also, if you are being prescribed tretinoin, um, then I think it's a great idea to ask your dermatologist or your dermatology provider what they think about any of the more stronger active formulas you have and if they would work well alongside tretinoin, like say if you're using them other nights. Feel free to use them as a resource for information and uh, yeah, just keep it simple.
Kelsey asked, is it okay to apply foundation with a damp sponge after sunscreen application? Absolutely. Honestly, once your sunscreen is on, and as long as you're not using any skincare products that would break up the formula on your face, applying makeup afterwards is totally fine because you have that base of sunscreen already laid down on your skin. Nothing's really going to be messing with it. And all that like makeup and foundation do is just apply a like layer over top of it and a damp sponge isn't going to do anything to mess that up if you're washing your skin or if you're applying skincare products after you apply a sunscreen then I would say definitely don't do that because that will mess with the efficacy of the actual sunscreen in the formula but feel free to go in with your foundation girl like no worries uh, feel free to use you know your beauty blender or whatever beauty sponge you use to apply your foundation and go for it um, no issue with that foundation isn't going to mess with your sunscreen Kevin asked, what is the best way to reverse sun damage? This is ooh, a tricky one, but the response is something that people never really expect. So I honestly say it really depends on the amount of skin, sun damage that you're talking about. Are you talking about like a sun burn or are you talking about like 10 plus years of sun damage? Because in the long term, what really helps with reversing sun damage in your skin is going to be retinol or anything stronger than retinol like tretinoin prescription retinoids those are going to be the most helpful because they target deep set damage in the skin which the sun creates and helps to create brand new baby skin cells that will look really fresh and nice and get rid of that sun damage so retinol is the best thing to use to reverse that long form sun damage however if you have just gotten a sunburn please do not apply retinol. Um, <laughs> when you have a sunburn on your face, your skin is severely impaired. It's severely damaged. It needs basically like all the comfort you can give it, which basically means don't use any products that have active ingredients in them, like exfoliants or anything really intense. And use products that focus on soothing the skin. So my typical way of reversing like uh, sun damage and really red skin is I'll go in with a cucumber, Peter Thomas Roth cucumber gel mask. Man, every time I use that, um, it immediately brings down the redness. I was just filming a video for you guys that is going to go live this Sunday where I'm trying skincare products from Walmart and I had a really bad reaction to one of the exfoliating products that I purchased. My skin got so red and flushed within 15 minutes. It looked like I had a sunburn on my skin. I put the cucumber gel mask on my skin and within 30 minutes the redness had gone down significantly and whenever I use it for a sunburn it always does that as well it really helps to soothe it but I also recommend like the Crave Beauty Great Barrier Relief that's a great product to really reduce that um, redness from say like a sunburn and then once your skin has gotten to the point of not being really red like after a few days or a week that's typically when I'll go in with retinol just to make sure that the, you know, sun damage is cleared. A lot of people would think like, oh my gosh, you don't want to use retinol after your, you know, skin has been damaged by the sun. But actually there's a lot of data showing that retinol is one of the best ingredients to help with reversing the signs of sun damage in the skin, even more immediate. Uh, but you want to make sure you give your skin that time to really kind of like recover and soothe itself from any sunburn that you might experience. So I hope that kind of answers your question. I wish I, I wish I had a little bit more clarity, but those are the best ways, in my opinion, to really deal with any intense sun damage that you may be experiencing. It's Cookie asked, thoughts on chemical peeling done by a dermatologist? 
I think it is incredible. Chemical reels can be some of the most powerful transformative results and effects that you can see in your skin. But here's the thing. I don't think they're for everyone. I've personally never gotten a chemical peel, mostly because I don't really think I need it. And there's a bunch of different chemical peels out there, right? There's some that are very mild. There's some that are extremely intense, some that take a few days to recover from, some that take a few months to recover from. So it really kind of depends on the skin damage that you are seeing. Do I want to get a chemical peel? absolutely at some point I do want to and of course I'm going to film the experience for you guys but I think chemical peeling um chemical peels done by a dermatologist can be amazing they can be really transformative for the skin get rid of years worth of acne scarring and hyperpigmentation and severe skin damage and they can really change someone's life um do I think that chemical peels should ever be done by someone who is not a dermatologist no or yes wait I phrased that question weird. <laughs> I basically I'm saying the only person that should be doing a chemical peel on your face is a dermatologist. Do not do an at-home chemical peel. I remember one of the first video reaction videos I ever filmed on my channel was people doing at-home chemical peels who were not estheticians, who were not dermatologists. Um, I still have nightmares about that one. That was fully traumatizing. Um, so please never try to do a chemical peel on your own, but at a doctor's office, at a dermatologist's office, they can be really, really beneficial and super transformative for the skin. And I think if you have pretty severe skin damage, you, uh, you know, maybe want to get rid of acne scars that you got from when you were a teenager, definitely go for it. See how it works. See how you like it. Go talk to a dermatologist and see which type of chemical peel they recommend for you because they can be a really, really great option. Jaden asked a good question. I haven't been asked this one in a while, actually. Um, would you ever consider getting licensed as an esthetician? This is something that I have considered for like back and forth for a while. I think at the beginning of my channel, it was definitely like a real consideration because I was like, you know what? I'm working in the cosmetic space. I That's what you know a lot of people do. I may as well do it. But I have gone back and forth with it because I realized that my passion for cosmetics is really centered in education. I love teaching people about ingredients, how they work. I love giving product recommendations, um, recommending formulas to people, you know, um, seeing how different products work on the skin. That's really where my passion is. And most work within the esthetician field revolves around services that you provide for a client, which I think is such an incredible job because you're able to make a direct impact on someone's skin that is so profound. And I think estheticians are incredible because they do such transformative work. But I think my passion and my interest really comes around how can I help teach people about ingredients who, you know, like people who don't know a lot about skincare, people who just want a simple skincare routine, but don't know where to start people who are looking for good products, but don't even know where to begin or who to trust. That's really what I am passionate about. And I realized like, even if I do, you know, study and get a license to become an esthetician, I don't anticipate that I would actually use it for anything um, because I don't see myself working in the services field of providing facials, providing treatments, doing that sort of work. Do I think it's um, admirable work and really incredible work that they do? Absolutely. Like, I think it's so cool and so much respect to anyone who does study to become an esthetician and provide those services. I think it's incredible. But I think for me, that's not really where my passion lies. And I don't necessarily see how getting my license would allow me to 
be able to educate at that level outside of a service capacity. Uh, and I love making videos. I love making content. That's always where my passion has lied. And I've also been able to have the experience of working with, you know, chemists to create my own skincare formulas uh, for my own brand. I've been able to connect with dermatologists and chemists, um, as well as estheticians to learn more about the science um, and, you know, uh, how ingredients and formulas really work in the skin at a deeper level. Um, but my goal has always been to teach about the basics of skincare, to help people understand the most basic fundamental principles of skincare and how they can utilize it in their routine. And that's really where my passion lies. So who knows? Never say never. I may study at some point to become an esthetician. But as of right now, you know, it's still just a, just a thought. And we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Who knows? But um, I think for right now, I'm going to stick with making videos because that's really what I love to do. Oh, this is a great question and one that is very complicated. But they asked, how often does someone have to reapply sunscreen daily? It really comes down to how much time you're spending in direct sun and how much time you feel you need. So if you work in an office job and you, you know, spend maybe like a total of 20 minutes outside in direct sunlight, but besides that, you're in your car, you're in the office, you're at home, you're really not spending very much time outside. I don't think reapplication is totally necessary um, given the amount of sunlight you're really being exposed to but if say you work outside you're going to a beach on your day off um, you spend a lot of time surfing or doing outdoor activities anything like that I think reapplication is absolutely necessary and very important because with the amount of sunlight you're being exposed to you definitely need to make sure that you are being kind of like overprotective of your skin with the amount of sunscreen that you're applying. So if you are in direct sunlight consistently throughout the day, the rule of thumb is to reapply every two hours. So say if you're like at the beach, definitely apply, reapply. I recommend reapplying like every hour, but the minimum is every two hours. Um, reapply for however long you're staying in the sun. If you do do a job where you are, you know, say outdoor more than indoor, I would say definitely reapply every two hours. But besides that, um, you don't need to worry too, too much about reapplication. Um, just go with your observations of what your lifestyle looks like and how much time you actually spend outside. And I think that will, that will be able to help you kind of better figure out how much you really should be applying throughout the day. This person asked, will you do a body skincare recommendation video? I actually have. I've done a few on my channel. Um, every time I've done it, I haven't like seen a lot of interest from you guys. So I haven't like created a ton of videos about it. But if you are interested, please let me know on like my Instagram or my TikTok. Feel free to leave some comments because I do enjoy trying new body skincare videos, uh, body skincare products. And I would love to make some recommendation videos for you guys. But feel free to check them out on my YouTube channel. I've talked about like how I've worked to get rid of my body body acne, um, how I, you know, different body cleansers I use, body moisturizers, sprays, all that kind of stuff. So check it out on my YouTube channel because I give a lot of product recommendations there. Gabby asked, skincare for nursing mamas. This is such a great question. And first and foremost, I'm just going to lead it with 
If you have access to a primary care provider or your doctor, please ask them for recommendations first because they know your body most. They know what your body might have sensitivities to or your medical history and how that could contribute to a skincare routine. But I'd say overall, avoid um, the more active ingredients like retinol, um, salicylic acid, glycolic acid, those types of ingredients or even like hydroquinone, um, those types of ingredients tend to be a lot more intense on the skin and can potentially, possibly affect your baby as well. Now, there's a very, very, very small likelihood that it actually will, um, especially at the point of nursing. But because a lot of doctors do recommend avoiding those things, I've always said in my videos, like if you are pregnant, even if you are nursing, be cautious with those ingredients and ask your primary care provider. Otherwise, feel free to use any skincare products you want. Uh, if they don't have those ingredients, honestly, the world is your oyster when it comes to new products um, feel free to use whatever you think will be best suited for like your skin type or your skin concerns but I'd say avoid those ingredients or just at least ask your doctor to make sure that um, you know your skin will be okay and those are all the questions. Thank you guys so much for submitting them. Um, like I've said before, I do these podcast episodes where I answer your guys' skincare questions every month. And I'm going to be posting on my Instagram story, sourcing more questions from you guys. So if you have any, please go follow me on my Instagram and I will do my best to respond to every one of your questions. Um, it means a lot that you guys, you know, are putting this trust in me and asking for any advice that I can give or any product recommendations that I can give. I never take that for granted. And I really appreciate it. So thank you to everyone who did submit a question. I hope that my recommendations were able to give a little bit of guidance and, you know, a little bit of clarity on the very confusing world of skincare. Um, thank you to everyone who has been listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Just Position YouTube channel if you haven't already. And this has been a present this has been a presentation of Odyssey, a Cadence 13 studio, new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Love you all. Mwah. Oh, 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 oh,